Good day, fellow Bible nerds and others who have yet to claim the name. This episode will be short and sweet, but make sure to listen beyond my thank you for a chance to be a part of a future podcast. Greetings from First Covenant Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Pastor Evan, and this is Behind the Text, a podcast that covers the details, points, or Bible nerd stuff we just couldn't pack into last Sunday's sermon. In Exodus chapter 3, when Moses approached the burning bush, he was greeted by the voice of God who proclaimed, quote, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, unquote. God's identification markers here point to one who is faithful to his covenant. Through Abraham and his family line, God would redeem the world and reconcile the broken relationship with humans started through Adam and Eve. It's interesting that this covenant promise seems to come as news to certain Old Testament characters when it really should be well established and known. Let's take, for instance, Jacob, the third generation namesake of the covenant. In Genesis 27, Jacob steals the blessing for his older brother from their father Isaac. Jacob is particularly deceptive in doing so, and this makes his older brother Esau quite angry. I mean, really angry. Read Genesis 27, 41 and following. What's interesting is that Isaac, the father, knew the covenant. Well, we don't have a lot of information on how much he passed on that covenant. If we simply read the blessing given to Jacob, it reads a whole lot like the covenant. Presumably, then, Jacob had some clue as to what God was up to through the family tree. Why I bring this up is that it is so curious that in Genesis 28, 10 and following, Jacob had a dream where God restated the covenant promise. Genesis 28, 16 and 17 tells us that, quote, When Jacob woke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid, and he said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven, unquote. As the narrative continues, it seems to the reader as if much of what Jacob has heard from God struck him as new material. He was asleep, and now he woke up. Or at least, it appears to the reader as if it was previously forgotten material. Or maybe material that he had heard, but never really sunk in all these years. Or information that Isaac was saying to his children, but the kids were distracted by, you know, anything else at the time. You get the point. Somehow... Jacob and Esau missed the most defining, identifying, and significant information in their lives. I think there's a good lesson to learn here. Jacob was a child of God's promise. He grew up in the line of the covenant. It is highly likely that he had heard the covenant promise stated before his stolen blessing. We don't know all the details for sure, but come on. Surely something that Isaac had almost been sacrificed for and had been faithful to his whole life was discussed with his twin boys. Somehow, it was as if both boys missed the memo. They were a part of the covenant. How significant is this miss? When I first entered school as a child, I could spell my first name, but had trouble with the letters of my last name. To help, the teacher wrote my name on a post-it note that was in my desk. As I wrote it more, eventually I no longer needed the post-it note. For Jacob, it is as if he lost the post-it but never learned to spell his last name. 
That's how much this covenant promise was tied to his identity. He forgot how to spell his family name. Really, the lesson is twofold. First, it appears Jacob and Esau may have known of the promise, but they did not own it for themselves. This can happen to all of us. If you grew up in the church, for instance, perhaps you heard the stories of Scripture as a child, but you left all that Old Testament stuff back in your childhood days. Samson, for instance, was a great uh, story for a Sunday school kid, but you've now graduated to the New Testament or beyond. By the way, Samson is anything but a kid's story. It's for mature audiences, I would suggest. Sheesh, go read it again. Or perhaps you grew up in a Christianish setting, but Christianity was just the religion of morals. Don't smoke or chew or go with girls that do, that kind of thing. In either case, the dots never got connected for you in the biblical story, which leads to the second lesson. For Jacob and Esau, it appears that they knew in the back of their minds what God wanted, but they had many gaps that did not make the right connection as to why it was important. Thus, they did not understand nor prioritize God's will and way in their lives. The bottom line is that for all of us, we almost certainly maintain theological knowledge gaps which lead to priority gaps in our pursuit of God. It is incredibly difficult to do and even desire God's will when we don't understand why it matters. The whole of the biblical story moves from God's fruitful plan for creation to human frustration of God's fruitful plan to God's fixing human frustration of God's plan to redemption. It is rich. It is varied. It is marvelous. As Augustine said, the Bible was composed in such a way that as beginners mature, its meaning grows with them. Never stop investigating God's plan. The pursuit of God's redemption story never gets old. In fact, it just gets better the more we invest in understanding. Read the text. And then read it again. Read good commentary on the text. Get involved with fellow lovers of God's word and discuss the text. Listen to the word preached. Then read the text again. There's no reason that the third generation of children of the covenant should have lacked knowledge of the story, but they did. And if it could happen so quickly, what of you and me thousands of years later? Read it. Listen to it. Engage with it. God's word will never return void. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, could you do me a favor and share this episode? It will only take a few clicks, and you may very well bless a friend. If you're in Lincoln this Sunday, join us for worship at 10.30 a.m. or find us online. You can watch us there at firstcovenantlincoln.org. And if you want to support us, you can donate while you're there. Thanks for listening. Behind the Text will take a break in the month of August, but that doesn't mean we're not actively working on the next season. Season 1 has been fun, experimental, and small. For Season 2, I'd love to hear from you. There is a link in the show notes where you can send me a voicemail with a question, comment, or topic you'd like to hear. Please note, if you send me a voicemail, it may very well get played on the podcast. I want to hear from you. After all, we're just Bible nerds trying to seek and follow the risen Jesus together. Send me your thoughts. Let's nerd on the word together. Oh yeah, you can use that line. Thank me later.